Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We're going to shift gears, get back into the Cavs here, and I bring in another fellow blue streak, a good friend of mine, Ashley Bastock of the Akron Beacon Journal. You can follow her on Twitter at AshleyBastock42, and she joins us via the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Ashley, appreciate you giving us some time this morning. And uh, I know we got a lot to talk about with Kobe Altman and the Cavs. Yeah, Spencer, always good to have a John Carroll reunion as well on the radio. Absolutely, absolutely. I, hey, I, anytime I can connect with my fellow Blue Streaks, and we have a lot of us out there doing big things, especially in the media, media world, it's, uh, it's a pleasure for me. So I'm happy to have you on. And I know primarily, I know for, for the Beacon Journal, you're covering a lot of high school stuff, but you have dipped your toes in the waters with the Cavs, especially late in the season. I know you were over at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse covering the team. So, and I know you keep up with them. That's what you want to do. You, you love following the team, covering the team. So I know you're in tune with everything going on, and I know that you took some stuff away from this press conference yesterday. So let's get into it. Um, obviously yesterday, Kobe Altman painted everything in rose-colored glasses. So there was plenty to dissect there. The... The biggest thing for me, um, you saw this team down the stretch. How optimistic are you about the future? As you are, you as optimistic as Kobe Altman was yesterday. You know the the th- the funny thing about the Cavs for me, especially this year, um, and I've told multiple people this is that looking at them this season closely, which I had a chance to do, like you said, especially. Um, down the stretch when they were interesting for about, you know, a week, week and a half, two weeks when they were potentially still in the play-in game running. Um, but, but the interesting thing for me is that it's just hard to get a read on them this year. I mean, you look at all the injuries they had, um, all the stuff they dealt with with Drummond earlier in the season, and then they get Jared Allen in the middle of the winter, and then you're, you know, you're riding with him the rest of the way. Like, it just was really hard, I feel like, to get a good read where you had this core together for an extended period of time. Um, so truth be told, I don't, I don't know how optimistic I am. Um, and I get, you know, Kobe Altman, it's, it's his job to be optimistic. He, he built this team like he said what he needs to say in a press conference like this. Um, but for me, and I, I hope this doesn't sound like a cop-out, it just is really, really difficult to get a read on them when their core wasn't together for an extended period of time. I think that's a fair point, and I, I do think that, you know, Kobe being optimistic, of course, is his job, and, and I understand, you know, the injury thing people look at as an excuse, and it kind of is, but at the same time, 
I do understand the idea that, like, yeah, this young core, they didn't get to play together for as many games as you wanted. So I, I can understand where you don't you didn't necessarily get a good read. But that's where I guess it's concerning for me because it's like you're sitting here like asking us to just blindly believe that an organization that, aside from the LeBron James years, is going to figure this thing out with this young core and that like our eyes tell us, like, yeah, we didn't see them together enough, so how can we just buy into the fact that, like, yeah, this young core is going to be great. That's the difficult thing for me. And, and it kind of goes into my next question because we did have a caller earlier. I didn't get a chance to talk to him, but he posed the question, you know, like, what was Kobe Altman supposed to say? And I understand, again, it is his job to be optimistic, be positive. He's not going to come out and just rip his team to pieces, especially, you know, but it felt like he had just won, you know, executive of the year or something, and he was, like, right. praising himself every step of the way. So with that in mind, what differently could he have said? Because I understand he's going to be optimistic. We have to understand from a viewing standpoint, he's not just going to come out and say negative things. But what could he he had said differently that would have made you feel better where it wasn't just this everything's great, rainbows and butterflies here in Cleveland? You know, I don't know that he could have said anything differently necessarily, right? And um, obviously, as journalists, like it's our job inherently to be skeptical. Right. Um, we don't work for the team. Um, I do think like he did bring up some good points about Kevin Love and you know some of the tension that turnover against the Raptors created. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. kind of you know brought up that you know we tried to make it work, we couldn't like. Um, but obviously, that especially him dropping 50 points late in the season when all this stuff is going on. I think the Love turnover had just happened against the Raptors. Um, it was just like a really bad PR week for the Cavs that happened towards the end of the season there um, with that. So I, I don't know that he could have said anything different. I, I kind of agree with that caller's point that like he, he really couldn't have said anything different, I don't think. Um, it, it just like is what it is at this point, given you know kind of what we talked about earlier, that they had so many injuries, they had all these issues. He, of course, got asked about some of these internal issues um, and – kind of left it left it at what he could say I think um but yeah it, it is tough I agree with you that it, it works both ways when you haven't seen the score together okay it is kind of a you know I don't want to say a get out of jail free card um but it gives them some leeway however it works the other way in that you can't really expect everyone to simply buy into the fact that this core is for sure 100 percent the future of the franchise no doubt about it. All right, we're joined by Ashley Bastock on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline uh, of the Akron Beacon Journal. Again, you can follow her on Twitter at Ashley Bastock 42 um, You know, you talked about you didn't really know what else he could say, and I understand, again, he's going to be have a more optimistic approach than we would as analysts of everything he said. But the one thing for me, like, I just want more of a vision, I guess. And to me – him coming out and telling us, you know, Kevin Love is going to have a big part, be a big part of this team's future. And after everything we saw from this guy, like the, the hissy fit in against the Raptors and just the way it felt like he was almost, you know, quitting on the team in some spots and the fact that he can't stay on the court and he is one of the guys that we can, I think at this point, dub injury prone. I, I like that to me doesn't make me feel like any confidence that you do have a vision for this team even despite the fact that, yeah, you've drafted these, a lot of these young guys, obviously in, in Jared Allen's cases, you traded for him. Like, you've built this thing with these young guys that you're so optimistic about, but then you bring up something with Kevin Love being part of the future, and I'm like, that, that doesn't fit to me. That doesn't add up. Like, are we, do, are we really to believe that Kevin Love is an important part of this team's future moving forward? The funny thing for me is Kevin Love is, like, obviously 
as clear as day, the biggest question mark on this team going into next year, right? Um, obviously, the biggest issue as far as his contract is there, he still has two years, $60 million remaining on those two years. Um, so it is challenging. Like, there's not, you know, it's not an e- as easy as, oh, we're going to buy him out or, oh, we're going to trade him. Like, there is a lot of money tied up into this, which I think we all know by now. Um, but it definitely is a, a serious question of if he wants to be here, um, given, you know, what happened against the Raptors, obviously. Um, and Kobe Altman talked about that, that he kind of was forced to own up to that and um, see it everywhere, essentially, for a handful of days. And, um, you know, it just is tough for me to – I kind of agree with you that they're putting so much emphasis on him and what a big part of the future he is where I think anyone with two eyes who knows anything about the league or basketball in general knows that there is a chance he might not be back. Um, and that's the biggest question going forward, I think. Um, and it's a matter of what they can do to um, – as far as, you know, with that money and that contract and if they can move it or buy it out, whatever um, – but it is a huge, huge, huge question mark, I think, about whether he wants to be here, whether the team wants him to be here, whether they think it's time to move on and really hone in on these young core guys. Um, but, yeah, it, it is, I think, my biggest by far question mark with this team. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's kind of like the cat with the laser pointer, right? Like. Kobe Altman's over here shining something, trying to say, like, hey, yeah, this is what's happening with Kevin Love, but then – you know, behind the behind us, we don't necessarily have, believe that. And I, I do think that there's, to me, pitching Kevin Love as an important part of this team's future, it just does not add up, especially if you're trying to sell us on, well, this young core is the way we're headed and we have a lot of promise with these guys and we're happy about where we're at. I, I like It just does not add up. So that's one of the biggest things for me where I'm like, okay, like don't don't paint that situation, especially after we saw what Kevin Love did late in the year with rose-colored glasses because there's nothing to be painted there. Like, I'd rather right. you leave the door open and say, you know, everything's on the table. We'll have to weigh everybody's future. We have to see what we're doing and not just be like, yeah, he's an important part of our future. So, again, Ashley Bastock of the Akron Beacon Journal joining us here on The Fan. A few more questions for you here, Ashley. You know, people talk about continuity within sports franchises, but my biggest thing is with continuity, you have to show some success, right? Like, you can't – it can't just be like, yeah, continuity for continuity's sake. And with this Cavs organization, there's obviously been so much turnover over the years, and it's hard to establish any continuity when you're not winning, aside from the LeBron James years. So was it the right move to retain Kobe Altman in your eyes just simply because you need somebody here who kind of has a pulse on things and you don't want to reset it all and for that continuity's sake? Or do you think maybe it was time to sort of part ways and go in a different direction? Yeah, you know, that's another tough one. I I think, honestly... I do fall on the side of continuity for continuity's sake, maybe in this situation, just given the fact all the strangeness of the last, you know, two seasons, essentially. The Cavs lost so many games last year when they didn't make it into the Orlando bubble. Um, And then obviously this year dealing with COVID stuff, dealing with the injuries. um, And again, you know, like we talked about before, it's not necessarily a get out of jail free card. It does buy them some leeway. Um, And just like, you know, with the Browns, I think, for so many years, to parallel it to another Cleveland team, um, I think for a while, Browns fans were banging their heads against the wall, like, can't we get some kind of continuity and see if something is going to work here? Um, And obviously, they've managed to find that now, and it was a long journey to get there. So, yeah, I kind of fall on the side of leeway, just given the circumstances of the last few years, and 
Um, you know, to be clear, Kobe Altman hasn't had an easy job since he's been in charge of this team. Um, so certainly I, it is a tough, a tough question, um, but one I think that warrants a little bit of leeway here. Yeah, and I can, I can certainly sympathize with that. I, I think on one hand, you have, you're losing maybe a sense of direction. You, we don't know where this team's going, and we haven't seen the progress on the court. But I also just kind of ask, like, what else are you going to do right now? You know, so that, that that's I, I can understand that. But I also, like I said, I've been a big proponent of we can't just keep continuity for continuity's sake. I wasn't so torn. I wasn't so, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I wasn't so headstrong on one way or the other. Like, I wasn't like they got to move on from Kobe, but they got to keep him. If they had gotten rid of him, I would have been like, okay, fine. We need to see some direction. If they kept him like they like, it seems like they are, I'm, I'm like, okay, we got to see some progress now next year or else I am going to be calling for your head. I, I, so I'm willing to give him that one more year, I think, and I, I can come to terms with that. Yeah, I think that's fair. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it just is – I kind of fall in the same way. And, again, it's like you don't want to sound like you're copping out, but it, it just is hard. Like, obviously, these decisions are not made in a vacuum. They're not easy decisions, but um, it's, it's one I think that I, I don't feel too strongly on one way or the other either, you know. And, again, I think that those – Strong feelings come with more time. We know the conversation that picked up steam here in Cleveland over the last couple of years in regards to Darius Garland and Colin Sexton. Numbers seem to suggest that they may be better on separate units or with Colin maybe slotted as that shooting guard spot and really embracing that. Um, Kobe Altman hanging his hat on the idea that this young core is going to be something special. But can that young core work with both, both Darius Garland and Colin Sexton together? That's and and, and you're somebody. Question. I mean, you you you're at these games. Like you've seen them play. You have an eye for basketball. Like, what is your honest opinion on how those two function together? So for me personally, number one, I will say I know they do at least publicly say that they really like playing together. Um, and you look at the month of April, they were both putting up. I know Darius Garland was the one we talked about a lot in terms of his numbers. The month of April was by far the best month of his pro career, if you look at, like, offensive rating, scoring average, all that stuff. Um, but Colin was putting up some pretty solid numbers during that month, too. Um, and, again, you know, Darius Garland's a guy who had a lot of injury issues his first year in the league, and then, you know, the Cavs lose, like, about 20 games when the season is postponed or so. So he loses, you know, a huge chunk of time for his development um, and really showed what he could do this year. For me – what I love about Darius Garland so much on this team is I think the Cavs are at his the, their best when he is facilitating the way that he can. Um, and that's what makes him so good at that point guard spot. Um, and then Colin Sexton obviously is more of a bucket getter. So I, I do think they can potentially coexist together. Um, but as far as what I think this team is at its best is when Darius Garland is taking on that facilitator role. Um, and Truthfully, he just is so good at getting other people involved, I think, um, including Colin Sexton when they're in there together. Um, and again, you know, a, a question of how much more time do we need to see them together and playing meaningful minutes together before we have a fuller, clearer picture. Um, and, you know, I think it's interesting to see the kind of factions that have developed, like, between Team Garland or Team Sexton, like I don't know that those guys think of it like that. Right. right. Um, yeah. But the fan, even though the fan base kind of does. Yeah, that's definitely so, more of an outside thing for sure. Yeah, yeah. It just it, it, so it's kind of funny to see that that strange dichotomy because, like, on Twitter or wherever else you are, um, as opposed to what's being said by them and what's being said by the team. 
Um, but I know for me, like I said, it's like when, when Sexton was out those handful of games that I covered, um, the way that Garland can facilitate, that kept them in a lot of these games. Sure. Um, or they would win. So that to me is super, super important with him especially. And I think he was the guy, you know, coming into the season that there were a lot more question marks about. Yeah, I think our eyes tell us they maybe don't, they work better not together. But I also understand they're trying to make it work and they're going to say, you know, we like playing with each other. We think we can have success together. I, 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 and, and maybe they do feel that way. But I think something, to all of us watching, it's obvious something has to change between those two to really feel confident in the direction that they're able to go and play together. Last thing for you, and this doesn't have to be a long answer. Um, in your eyes, what does a successful season look like for the Cavs next year? I would say they're potentially in more of that, like, play-in, you know, that 7-10 to 10 seed conversation for longer, or they actually make it, right? Like, we're going to have to see some kind of progress here. Um, and I think the Cavs really have to prove that they can do this without LeBron James. Um, you know, we never really got to that point after LeBron left the first time, I don't think, that we were super, super confident in where the team was headed. Maybe that last year they – They'd improved, you know, taking another step forward, but it was never like, oh, they're for sure going to be a, a playoff contender coming up here, I don't think. Um, so really, I think eventually you kind of have to get back to that point where you're in that conversation, right? Um, and, you know, maybe maybe they make it, maybe they don't, but I would like to see them be relevant across the league for longer than they ended up being towards the end of this season. I think that's pretty fair. All right, well, she's Ashley Bastock of the Akron Beacon Journal. Covers high school sports, dips again into the Cavs stuff as well. And as always, we appreciate the time. Ashley, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, Spencer. Absolutely. Take care. Good conversation there with Ashley on the Cavaliers. We'll touch a little bit on that. I want to get back into the baseball conversation a little bit because I'm still getting some tweets and stuff on social media. Um, So, yeah, we'll dive into that when we come back. And then starting at the 11 o'clock hour, we got a lot of Brown stuff to still cover. So stick with us. You're listening to The Barbershop on 92.3 The Fan. From the Extent Technology Sports Desk, I'm Jake Kaufman. Indians and Blue Jays back at it today after the rain shortened their game last night to just seven innings. Toronto was able to take an 11-2 victory in that one. Today, however, it is the hefty lefty on the mound for the Tribe, Sam Henches, and he will be matching up with Ross Stripling for Toronto. First pitch from Progressive Field is at 410. Indians two games behind the White Sox in the AL Central as Chicago's game last night with the Orioles was rained out. It is a doubleheader today in the Windy City. Game one is at 210. Dallas Keuchel against Matt Harvey. And it is a full day of action for basketball fans as the Bucks look to break out the brooms against the Heat today in South Beach. They lead 3-0 in that series. Tip-off is at 1.30. Nuggets and Blazers have a game four at four from Portland. And then the Sixers and Wizards game three from D.C. is a 7 o'clock tip. And the nightcap has the top-seeded Jazz flying into Memphis. Tip-off is with the Grizzlies at 9.30. And remember that Odyssey is the former radio.com. Download the Odyssey app today and listen to 92.3 The Fan. You also can get all of the news, music, and podcasts that move you. With your 2020 sports, I'm Jake Kaufman. 92.3 The Fan has the most local sports talk in town, and you can be a part of it anytime you want. Weigh in on Twitter at 92.3 The Fan and see.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.